RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Concern mounts as the Jordan-Yamate COVID cluster grows to almost 100 cases. The government offers free COVID tests to delivery workers, including those who deliver food. And a champion climber, paralysed in a car accident 10 years ago, scales over three quarters of a Chunwan skyscraper. Officials say they're growing increasingly concerned about the spread of coronavirus in a densely packed area of Jordan and Yaomate, where almost 100 people have now tested positive. Residents of many buildings there are subject to a compulsory testing notice with a deadline of tomorrow. Dr Chuang Shukwan of the Centre for Health Protection says more people from the area are among 80 preliminary positive cases recorded today, a figure she was surprised by. It is possible that due to compulsory testing and more local residents know about this test and come forward for testing, hopefully we can investigate them and break the spread. But of course, the sheer number of cases, so many cases, is a concern because any one of them may cause a major outbreak in the community and further spread. Eight more buildings nearby and others in Shanteng and Hongham have been hit with mandatory testing orders. 55 people were confirmed to have the virus today, including four imported cases. 16 local cases had no clear source. Meanwhile, 65 care home residents and 15 staff have been quarantined after a resident became infected. The 87-year-old woman developed symptoms on Thursday. Dr Trung said the woman rarely left the home in Nian Chow Street in Shamshui Po and this pointed to silent transmission. There are around 60-odd residents in the elderly home. Around half of them have been tested and half of them have not yet. So among those tested, they are all negative and all the staff were tested negative. But because we have one case, so it's possible that there may be some other cases later on or going undetected. The government is to offer free COVID tests to delivery workers to reduce the risk of the disease being spread. The offer, which is also for those who deliver food, lasts for two weeks and an appointment can be made online. The Food and Health Bureau says delivery workers are the third group to get free tests after foreign domestic helpers and construction workers. The free test is in addition to the self-administered tests, which are free to everyone. Kits for these are available at MTR stations, post offices and clinics. Senior officials have strongly criticised people here and overseas for making what they describe as inappropriate comments about cases that are before the courts. They say they won't accept remarks that interfere with judicial independence. Francis Sitt reports. Writing on her blog, the Justice Secretary Theresa Jiang said Hong Kong's judicial system was under attack on political grounds. Without citing specific cases, she said politicians had unreasonably demanded that charges be dropped and suspects released. Prosecutors, she added, also face unreasonable attacks. The minister says nobody, not even her own department, should comment on any ongoing case. She urged people to read court rulings before discussing them to avoid any misunderstanding. The Chief Secretary Matthew Chang said on his blog that while people may have different views on court rulings, the public should be cautious and responsible in making comments. He says no one should put pressure on judges or courts nor make personal attacks to preserve local and international confidence in Hong Kong's rule of law and judicial independence. 
A champion climber paralysed in a car accident 10 years ago has scaled 250 metres of the Nina Tower in Chunwon, strapped into a wheelchair. Lai Chi Wai spent more than 10 hours hauling himself up the skyscraper using a pulley system. Although safety concerns stopped him getting to the top of the 320-metre tower, the four-time Asia climbing champion said he wanted to send a message that disabled people didn't have to be viewed as weak. The exiled former lawmaker Ted Hoy says he's received a personal email from HSBC's chief executive explaining why it froze credit cards and accounts belonging to Mr Hoy's family. Jimmy Choi has more. Mr Hoy posted a picture of the email from Noel Quinn on his Facebook page. He quotes Mr Quinn as saying that the bank had no choice but to freeze accounts belonging to the Hoy family at the instruction of the Hong Kong police. The Democratic Party members said Mr Quinn had told him that bank staff were wrong to say that the cancellation of the cards was a commercial decision. In fact, HSBC had only frozen the cards. Mr Ho skipped bail to move to the UK via Denmark last month while awaiting trial on protest-related charges. He said he was unable to accept HSBC's latest explanation. He said the fact that the bank took more than a month to reply was irresponsible, and he questioned why his family was, as he put it, being collectively punished. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. A land policy researcher has urged the government to end the sale of the so-called ding rights, which allow all male indigenous villagers to build a small home. Chang Kim Ching from the LIBA research community made the call after the Court of Appeal upheld the legality of the small house policy, overruling a lower court. Mr Chan said the government should ensure that eligible men can only build homes for their own use, rather than selling them to developers. Yeah, it would be a good suggestion to uh, stop or restrict the uh, selling the small house uh, to the outsiders and restore it to a self-use principle. Because uh, I think uh, with this principle in mind, then the application of the small house would be largely reduced and uh, more lands could be available for different uses especially for the dire uh, needs for the public housing or the general public. The government says it may increase by as much as 50% the fare elderly people have to pay on public transport as it seeks to ease pressure on the public finances. Speaking on a television programme, Welfare Minister Law Chi Kwong said the subsidised fare may increase from $2 to 3 reflecting inflation and an increase in fares for other passengers. The government said last week that an extension to the scheme to cover everyone over the age of 60 would be delayed by a year. Turning overseas, the Russian opposition activist Alexei Navalny is on his way to Russia after boarding a flight in Berlin. Mr Navalny had been recovering in Germany from being poisoned with a nerve agent in Russia last August. The Russian authorities have threatened him with arrest on arrival in Moscow for breaching the terms of a previous suspended sentence. Oleg Boldorev from the BBC's Russian service is in Moscow. There are three criminal cases and at least two of them investigators can demand his detention or house arrest. What the authorities will actually do is anyone's guess. What's the best strategy from the authorities' points of view to put him under house arrest, to let him go and watch his supporters in jubilation, to briefly detain him just to have the crowd dispersed and then allow him to go home? We do not know. We don't even know whether his plane will be allowed to land in the airport, uh, which he goes to by schedule. 
Heavy rain has hampered the search for survivors following Friday's earthquake on the Indonesian island of Sulawesi. The number of people known to have died has risen to 78, including five members of one family. Thousands of people are living in makeshift shelters. Police in the Afghan capital Kabul say gunmen have shot dead two judges, both of them women, as a wave of assassinations continues. Suspicion has fallen on the Taliban, but the militants have not acknowledged carrying out the killings. The BBC's Yogita Lemaye is in Kabul. There were two female judges who were working in Afghanistan's Supreme Court. They were traveling to work this morning in a car when they were shot at. Both of them were killed and their driver was injured. We're still waiting for more details on that from the government. We also don't know who was behind the attack yet. But this is the latest in a series of targeted killings and assassination attempts that we've seen taking place in Afghanistan over the past few months on a journalist, rights activists, women and men in prominent jobs in government. To sport, and there's a massive game tonight in the English Premier League, with league leaders Manchester United away at champions and deadly rivals Liverpool. United's lead is down to just a point after Leicester beat Southampton 2-0 overnight to move into second spot. The BBC's John Murray looks forward to the game. As this weekend began, Sir Alex Ferguson restated his belief that this is always the match of the season. This time, Manchester United go into it as the Premier League leaders, for the first time this far into the season since Sir Alex was their manager. It's a title challenge few expected. When United lost at Liverpool almost a year ago, there were 30 points between them. If today is an away win, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side will have a six-point lead over the champions. But Liverpool have not lost on their home ground in the Premier League for the best part of four years. And if they win today, Jurgen Klopp's team will go back above United to the top of the table. Meanwhile, Spurs are currently beating Sheffield United 2-0. In the late game, Manchester City hosts Crystal Palace. To end the news, the top stories once again. Concern mounts as the Jordan Yamate COVID cluster grows to almost 100 cases. The government offers free COVID tests to delivery workers, including those who deliver food. And a champion climber, paralysed in a car accident 10 years ago, scales over three quarters of a Chunwan skyscraper. The news from RTHK. The voice of late night news here on Radio 3, that was Todd Harding. Gotta fear some music These things I've done I can't forget Ten minutes after eleven Hour two of Sunday late Jack Savaretti Now look at me What you see is what you get You better take your heart away This is my love, helplessly fading Doing everything I can to lose a little bit Myself tonight, hopelessly waiting For the sun to leave me home Cause I can never walk away from the fight What of my life, running on wide Trying to escape it This is my love, helplessly fading Always waiting I've come to say I'm sorry So sorry Far too many times to tell It's never like in the story Oh, I tried But I could 
Savaretti is a Scottish singer. And you're wondering about the surname, aren't you? Savaretti. From Italian background. Could you say he was a, a Scots born Italian? Or, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Jack Savaretti from uh, Scotland. Uh, 2016 was the year. Uh, Sleep No More uh, played out on this programme. And uh, that's uh, the track is, is helpless. Now, I'm breaking a, a rule tonight on uh, Radio 3. Uh, and I think this is the first time I've ever done this in broadcasting, goodness, how many years? I better not tell you how many decades behind the microphone. It's been a very long time. Um, and uh, the one thing that they always tell you when, you, when you're, um, when, you know, when you're broadcasting is keep the studio door closed uh, because you don't want to have background noise seeping into the microphone and all the rest of it. Well... I thought we'd go for some fresh air. Now, normally do this during the news and during some uh, long songs. But just to get a bit of cool, fresh air into the studio, we've got all the doors open. We're in a different studio complex as well uh, because uh, Radio 3 is getting a brand new studio suite. Uh, and over the next few months, uh, we've been relocated to a completely different place of Broadcasting House. Uh, and uh, the interesting thing on a Sunday night is there's nobody else here. It's completely empty so it's it's almost like being in a in, in your own little tiny self-contained radio station so you know i open the door and there's two doors and outside is the car park and if anybody starts their car you're going to hear it i'm not going to keep the door open very long because it's getting a bit cold um temperatures are dropping but i'm getting some nice fresh air blowing into the studio which in decades of radio has never happened to me ever before until now 